And there's that. Um, probably still in frame. <laughs> likely as not. Probably more likely than not. <clears throat> well, it's fine. We haven't had a major mistake in a while, so glad they know of. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Oh. So it's been a while. Has been a while. Somebody's yeah. not taking their real job very seriously. And no kidding. It's not me. <laughs> I'm always available. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like I've been wrapped tight lately. Need more time like this. It's been like four weeks, I think. I think, did we film? I think we filmed right before my family reunion. So it's been like. Three, at least three, if not four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Slacker. Been a while, yeah, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> Need to slack on other things and <laughs> make this priority. We got a little briny gold shipwreck spiced rum. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's funny, guys. <laughs> Thought that appropriate today, talking about the rest of the storm story. Mm-hmm. So have a little bit of that, and but we're shooting early too, so we're a little rum and coffee and things and stuff. <clears throat> it's five o'clock somewhere. That is a true statement, for sure. It's actually five o'clock in a lot of somewhere. In a lot of somewhere. <laughs> And it's whatever, 10.30 here. Mm-hmm. You know what I always found weird? Mm -hmm. When I was in Afghanistan, it was 12 and a half hours difference. Mm. Yeah. Where does the half hour come? and a half. Because you would think then that somewhere in the United States, there would be a half hour difference since there's one, yeah. two, and three hour differences. Yeah. But there's not. Which just goes to show you, time is BS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not just relative, it is BS. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's not true, it does. But it just, I found that really weird. Yeah. I'm like, 12 and a half? What makes the half? Is it the country that divides the time? Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Anyways, I was, <laughs> we were talking about time. I mean, in, in, yeah. Time is a weird weird thing mm-hmm um, <laughs> staying on it for a minute the uh, I was listening to something er just a couple hours ago uh, I believe Eckhart Tolle saying uh, how did he put it the eternal the eternal present moment think about that it's pretty true this is this is where eternity is. Yeah. We, we think about it out in the future, 
but it's the future is is not that's our concept of time the past is our concept of time right now though the present moment mm -hmm. has no time the present moment is what it's eternal mm -hmm. it was interesting i was listening to i think i just propped a brain cell <laughs> <laughs> i forget which one of his books but from jay warner wallace and one of his I guess rebuttals to the argument of, you know, if, if God's so good, then why does a bunny, bunch of evil happen? Mm -hmm. And there's a whole array of reasoning you could put behind it. But yeah. I found it interesting in uh, one of his examples or thoughts is, you know, like when he was an infant and he got shots, you know, in that moment, it was terrible. You know, you mm -hmm. cried and you remember it for a few years, but now looking back, being in his 30s or 40s or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that moment that was so terrible in his infancy didn't really matter to him anymore. Right, yeah. And he's like, in the grand scheme of eternity, mm -hmm. foreverness, mm -hmm. the finite moments and experiences that we have here that might be bad won't even be comparable. And so much time because it's outside of time will have, will yeah. elapse and in, 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 in eternity, it won't even matter. Right. So it's like, right. and then he also kind of brings in the argument of, you know, God allowing us free will so that we can make mistakes because you learn from mistakes mm -hmm. and you grow and it, you know, he has this creation that he loves so greatly, you know, they're going to need to build some character before they enter into eternity, which I don't agree with really because if once you get your full spiritual knowledge, then you'll have perfect character, <laughs> you know? Right. <clears throat> Depending on whatever that... Does eternity require I have perfect character? Well, if you're a perfect... If you return to the Father and you've been made perfect and you are now perfect and you're operating in that, mm -hmm. then it's more... I, then I think I'm perfect the, now. Yeah, the, <laughs> I think it's more of the... Once you actually understand everything... Mm-hmm which we can't currently, then I just think some, most things won't matter. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like truly. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't. The, the stuff we, that we encounter, if we can keep that mindset when we face any challenge. Yeah. Keep an eternal mindset instead of getting so uh, short-sighted, myopic, whatever, of just all I can see is this, what's happening right here. And there's some things like sickness and pain and loss and things that are just so intense that we just, or the storm, mm -hmm. that it's, you are so in the moment and so feeling it, it's hard to have that eternal perspective. And it's funny you went there because that's where I was getting back to. <laughs> <laughs> the actual yeah. subject of this part two, the storm interview. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But you had a good eternal mindset in the aspect of you didn't get caught up in, you saw everything that was happening mm -hmm. because you had to, to then make decisions so that you could get to where you were going. Right. You know, that eternal mindset was, I'm getting this ship into port. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was your, in that moment, eternal mindset of, <laughs> we're getting through this. Right. Yeah. We're going to get through this. And But if you would have gotten sucked into... That's a really big wave. We're all going to die. You would have mm -hmm. just like yeah. that. They would have, you right. know, 
or if after 36 hours you're just like nope can't do it i just can't do it done we're done yep sorry babe yeah. love you love the girls go down kiss everybody and capsize and die yeah it's like i can't physically see the way out mm-hmm. so you know we're 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 done and kind of like we ended last time with with it getting you know going through that whatever day it was and then it's about to become dark again and and not knowing what to do because i have to see the waves and then god speaking to me the very first time i hear him mm-hmm. and him giving me a heading uh, a compass heading um that you know, expecting that supernatural mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I've, I've reached my limit. I don't know what to do anymore physically, yep. but not doing like what you said and just, well, okay, we're done then because yep. I can't figure it out. Yep. You know, that's when we really have to put it out there and say, all right, Father, you know, however much I've relied on you or not relied on you through this whole storm, and, and I hope everybody's taking this for how we mean it. It's not just a interesting story. It's we're facing challenges of different caliber all the time mm-hmm. and through life. So, you know, I'm hoping people take this and can apply some of these things. But when you reach your end of understanding, you know, realize there's more. Mm-hmm. Expect the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Expect for you to raise your hand and the waves cease, that the storm ceases, that the cancer goes away, that the marriage is fixed, that a relationship is is repaired. Expect those things. Sometimes they don't happen. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you can't put a blanket on or a checklist or three points Mm -hmm. or anything else because it's so personal and it's so individual and you've got multiple people involved in a lot of these. And that's the big thing is the multiple people. Yeah. It, you can only do you. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that, it, it, you just kind of got to let it go. Exactly. Which is difficult. <laughs> yeah. As you well know. Yes. And we just from the last time we filmed, y'all have gone through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Painful stuff and it's you know a lot of our pain this thing with the storm story was natural supernatural <laughs> it, well, but the, it didn't storm involve itself, other people yeah, the storm itself was natural yeah and then what you experienced going through it being sensitive and hearing was supernatural mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like you said we're not it, there was no one else involved it was yeah you weren't having to deal with a another person you were having to deal with you know mother nature right which is she a person i don't know yeah (laughs) i mean maybe for another day you know genesis talks about that the (laughs) the earth cursed uh cain for killing abel right so kind of has a personality (laughs) yeah but yeah so you see lights Yes. You're, you're, yes. This is going to be the Hope episode. Yeah. <laughs> and cool because the name of our boat was Hope. Yeah. See the lights. You get that, not, not just glimmer, but I think in the last episode, you know, your hope tank gets filled because now you're, mm-hmm. there's tangible 
um, relief ahead of you. Right. And the fog rolls in. Yeah, and I don't get meteorology, especially oceanog <laughs> oceanography, <laughs> oceanology stuff and things. <laughs> Weather on the ocean. Mm. It's it's an odd thing to me. I'm sure somebody out there understands it, but I don't. Um, you know, and again, we didn't go out blind. We were talking to the experts in the field. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's who the were only, wrong. Who <laughs> were wrong because it's their best guess too. And uh, but yeah, even even talking to them, it's stuff happens. But yeah, we, we see lights, we're just a few miles out, and like I said, we were, the engine was at 100% still, and this is whatever, 73 hours, 72 in, so it had been running full blast for three days, mm -hmm. solid. That's a good little diesel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're coming in now, the, the fog rolls in, we're just like, Holy hell, when's this stuff gonna stop? Mm -hmm. We just get, there's no break yeah. to it. There was never a break. Like, we got our break. You know, the weather passed, the whatever, the yeah. sun came yeah. up. You it's, still have the weather and now there's fog. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pitch black. It's like, why couldn't we come into an unknown port, unknown to us? Why could we not come into an unknown port during daylight? Yeah. You know, and generally we would just stay at sea it's an unknown port. I'm not going to hit it at night. Yeah. I'm going to stay at sea. But the sea was so dangerous and we were exhausted. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a mistake somewhere along the line. I just need to, to get in. Yeah. Um, Decision-making skills may have been a little impaired. <laughs> I don't know. But I'd, I hadn't even sat down for 70 something hours. Yeah. So I, I knew it was coming even though I wasn't thinking about it a whole lot, I knew we had a limited amount of time we needed to get in. Yeah. And plus it was like, at that point, coming on the jetties, it was like two in the morning. So it wasn't like sunrise was in an hour. Yeah. Where I could just slow the engine down and, and maintain. It was like, no, I'm gonna be out here for, <laughs> you know, and this is beginning of March. So it's not like we have super long days. Our days are still very short. Yeah. Because we left 28th of February uh, on my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday. Let's go find a storm at sea. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never forget that one. Yeah. Of course, she was only four. But um, So, yeah, we're, we're coming in. The fog ha has rolled in. Um, we're getting closer. And ports will... Um, Generally, you've got red and green lights coming into to any jetties or port anywhere. Um, so you line up the red on the right returning, is, is the general sailor saying. Um, with this one, it was such a small port, we only had one red light, one green light, and we had a white light on shore that was uh, kind of a lineup mm -hmm. just to get things a target. Um, but the the perspective was so weird. Uh, for one, it's even on a clear night, not in seas, because you know, remember we're going. Yeah, you see up it and, and then down. You don't. And, you yeah, see it and then you don't. so it's like, oh, there it is. Okay, and I didn't see the green one though. Oh, oh, there, there's the green. And so you're, you know, but you it may be like this, red and green, 
or it may be like this red and green mm -hmm. where the channel's going this way it's just you don't have any perspective mm -hmm. at sea at night and, you know so you, the white light helps helps you get kind of lined up but anyway it's not easy like four reds four greens so, yeah. okay i can see the road yeah um, it's not a runway or a road something that's easily yeah grasped exactly and and it's not like driving a car it's like Oh, I ran off into the ditch. This is like, oh, no, I hit the jetties. Now I'm sunk my boat and killed my family. <laughs> <laughs> this is escalated quickly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it was recalculating, recalculating quickly. Yeah, and these granite blocks, if people haven't seen jetties, you got these massive rocks on both sides marking the channel. And, you know, there's some of them are big as this platform that we're on this treehouse um and, and they're rock granite or whatever but whatever kind of rock it doesn't fight well with fiberglass yeah sailboats especially when the sailboat's doing this and it hits I mean, yeah. one or two hits and and you're sunk and then and then there's cracks between where they lay all these rocks so it's just not good on human flesh mm -hmm. <laughs> Our, Flesh wouldn't hold up too good on that stuff. <laughs> anyway, this is all going through my mind. We're coming up on it. I, I tell Gina, I, I think I've got it lined up. Um, but with that fog it, and it's still dark, two or three in the morning, um, I had brought a little uh, first-gen night vision scope. Now I brought that up, but there was enough light on shore getting through the fog to where it just blank that out where I yeah. couldn't see anything we brought we got a big ship spotlight brought that up there plugged it in it's like you know, the fog's just reflecting that light so yep. it's like nothing's helping to see through fog um so I told you I will we'll just try to do this um and then right before we I feel like we're kind of getting close waves have come down a little bit because we're closer to shore um, but they're still, you know, giving us a challenge. Engine's still 100%. Mm -hmm. um, she said, Gina had said that, you know, on the chart, there looks like there's a Coast Guard station inside the jetties. So I said, well, there's an idea. Maybe they can send a boat out, you know, with a spotlight or something, and we can follow them in mm -hmm. just so we can be sure and hit the jetties. So I... Uh, Hail them on the radio, or Gina does, I don't remember. I think I did, because I had a handheld at the helm. So I'm steering with one hand and, and calling them and telling them, hey, this is the situation. We've been in this storm. They obviously know it because they're there. But said we've come in from 350 miles out. We've been battling this for three days, and uh, we're exhausted. we got four souls on board you know, with a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I can't, we've never been in this jetty. Can mm -hmm. you help us out? Um, and I don't know, either I wasn't explaining it right or they weren't hearing it right or whatever. They were saying, just line it up. You'll be good. And I'm like, God. I haven't slept in 70-something <laughs> yeah. hours. I haven't slept in days, and I can't do math. So yeah, that's I right. Don't <clears throat> expect me to do math right now. <clears throat> oh, glory. So uh, I told Gina, after two or three Attempts. short conversations, 
I was like, I, they're not getting it. I'm not explaining it. I, I don't know, but I, I can't sit here on the radio because mm-hmm. we're getting closer. Um, so I just can't see anything. You know, occasionally a red light, a green light, a white light, and, and I'm just kind of doing the best I can. And um, I'm just <laughs> straining my eyes, trying to see something. And then it's like, boom, there's the, the North Jetty. Um, the one that's on our, on our, uh, starboard side. And, uh, it's just six feet away. Mm. I'm like, ah, yeah. And we're still doing this. I'm like, Jenny, I checked the throttle. Uh, it's still a hundred percent. I steer away from it. And we're, because the wind was coming across the jetties, we're just right into the waves now. And they're just right there. Yeah. And I can I can see them because I'm our helm is at the stern of the boat, and so I can see the jetties. I'm looking at those. I'm going up waves. I'm like, <laughs> we're not moving. We're just staying right here, just trying to keep us off of them. Yeah. And uh, so we I don't know how. Seemed like half an hour, but I'm sure it was just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we finally started to inch away from them. Um, get that little little lull in uh, in some of the waves because it was kind of coming crossways a little bit into the jetties where the other jetty wasn't breaking it. Yeah. Um, and the just the little engine wouldn't match against the wind and and all that right there. Uh, but we finally inched away. I went back out to sea because uh, I couldn't. At that point, I didn't know if we were south of the south jetty because mm-hmm. i couldn't see the other jetty yeah or if we were you know I, I knew this one was behind us but i didn't know what jetty that was yeah so were we in the channel or were we outside the channel yeah i couldn't tell um so we went back out i told gina i'm going to go back out and you know just like a mile spin around try to reposition line up on it and give it one more shot yeah um and uh, and then I told her, I'm, I'm going to give it one more shot since I've been there. Um, as long as I can get far enough out where I can see the green light, because I couldn't see it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, then I feel like I can shoot it again. Um, but then I told her, I- if I can't, I don't have it in me mm-hmm. to do it again. Uh, I said, we'll give it one more shot. If we don't make that, I'm going to turn around. I can see the lights of the hotels, I know they're all on the beach and I'll just go that direction and we'll put it up on the beach and put we'll it up fine. on the beach and, and try to get to shore. You know, and it's going to be heavy waves for a little while, but you know, cause the boats, you know, almost six foot draft, five and a half or so. Um, so even the thought of that, that's like, you know, we may hit a sandbar before the beach yeah, and get stuck there. And then we'll just try to get everybody off the boat. Um, but as, as most sailors know, too, especially once you've gone through something. I mean, we had lived on the boat for a few years. Um, it was home. Mm-hmm. And this was our, you know, we'd been through this storm in it. So just and it 
it represented a lifetime of dreams. Yeah. This is our, our dream to do this. And just the thought of throwing it up on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully getting everybody to shore. It's like, I just Let, don't want to do that. Yeah, less than best <laughs> circumstances. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, go for a relight. Okay. Take a quick little break. Reset. Reset, refill, relight. Yes, sir. Oh, I thank you. Absolutely. You're too kind. My pleasure, sir. Yeah. Oh, so we go back out to sea and uh, flip it around, line it up. Now I kind of have a little bit better perspective with a couple other lights on shore. Mm -hmm. um, I see the green light and realize, okay, we were in the channel. We were just, I couldn't get away from the jetty and kind of remain in there so is, uh, it, is that disheartening like i was there yeah yeah it's like i was uh, <laughs> a little bit more and we could have done it yeah but at the time i was like uh it's not worth the risk because it, it may not be so we go back out turn around shoot it again um we end up hitting it almost just dead center um, once I can see them, yeah. Um, I see that that north one again, and but we're <laughs> far enough away where I don't need to panic. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I was far enough in where I could see the other one. It's like okay, and now I got my lineup light, and it's like we're there. And then it just boom, the the wind was still blowing, but it's like we're not moving. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're moving. Yeah, but you're not. We're not doing, we're not yeah. vertically moving, but we're horizontally moving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, wow, we are going to live. <laughs> this is, this is, we're going to make this. So I'm sitting there thinking, wow, okay, it's done. So I'm just kind of processing yeah. all of this. And uh, I think Gina had come up because she felt everything stop, Calm. obviously. Yeah. And uh, so she's up, you know, in the hatch just looking. And, you know, fog is still there. It's still pitch black. But we can kind of see, and, and I look over, get a little close to the jetty, so I'm steering away from it. Like, man, these jetties are moving. Yeah. <laughs> we are cranking. It's like, oh, shoot. I, okay. You know, <laughs> engine's still at 100%. Yeah. And the tide was coming in. So we're going with the tide 100%, so we're smoking through there. Um, and of course, what's funny is it's nothing what you've been doing, mm -hmm. but it's now it's like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Readjust. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay, kind of snap out of my euphoria of being able to live another day. Yeah. And uh, so I, I no sooner reach down, pull the throttle back, you know, to about halfway, let the engine relax a little. And uh, as soon as I pull the throttle back, the boat just 
like we slammed on the brakes. Oh wow. Sandbar. And when we hit it, we were with the tide, 100% throttle, mm. going. I just pulled it back, and so we just, and it was right at, a, we were trying to make a turn. The Coast Guard had told us where a little marina was inside the jetty, so we were trying to get there, and we just bow dipping, mm. <laughs> hit that thing hard. And uh, so I tried everything I knew to get off the sandbar, and it just, wasn't having it. Yeah. Um, so hey, we were stopped. I could really care less at this point. Yeah. Couldn't care less. So I got our stern anchor, threw that out for when the tide finished coming in. I figured it would pull us off the sandbar. Yeah. And uh, just in case, um, at this point, it's five in the morning. Uh, so I figured, you know, sun's going to be up within an hour or two. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll the tide will be in. I'll pull the anchor in and we'll leave. Um, but threw the anchor out, shut the engine off, <laughs> let go of the wheel, <laughs> <laughs> holding that thing for 75 hours at that point. <laughs> it's like just peel the fingers yeah. off and left some skin behind left some skin yep and uh so all that and then it's quiet and uh able to go down below lay down on a settee on one of the what we call a settee one of the couches yeah crash out for a couple hours and mm -hmm. think wow we we did this. We're not dead. <laughs> We're, yeah, just the concept of not being dead was pretty novel. Mm. Uh, it's amazing whatever. how things put life into perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny that, you know, so the sun comes up. Yeah, I would have thought I would slept for 12 hours. Yeah. But a couple hours, I was like, okay, I need to deal with stuff. Yeah. So as soon as the sun came up, I was awake because my body my spirit my mind knew that okay we're, we're not done yet yeah although that's we're done. not dead but we're not done yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, so get up and uh, pull the anchor in or no I, I left it out got the dinghy out figured at some point we're going to need that so got the dinghy off the deck mounted the motor kind of getting all that set up yeah and uh, told Gina, okay, let's, because sometimes you can use your dinghy to pull a line from the top of the mast and get the boat leaning enough to where you can get it off the sandbar or what, whatever. Gotcha. And uh, so I, the anchor was still out. It was set, cranked it with a winch, trying to crank us off. Wouldn't crank off, tried with the dinghy, couldn't, couldn't get anything going twisting the boat around with the engine at full blast <laughs> just nothing You're it was just buried stuck <laughs> so took the dinghy found the marina and uh called a tow guy and uh had him come out and you know one of those tow boats he's got two or three massive engines on the back of that and he yeah. he hooks up and it's like all right go i got my motor full blast He's like, oh, oh, 
was like, dang, we're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he pulls us off after a little bit, but there wasn't anything our 11 horse diesel was gonna do. Yeah. All that was for naught, just burning diesel. But got off the sandbar, paid him, uh, went over to the marina and docked. And then that's when we felt, okay, yeah. now we're settled. Um, get the girls off the boat, everybody off. We needed showers, something fierce. And uh, so we just had the two girls at that time. So Gina takes them to, you know, we got the marina bathhouse or whatever. She takes them in. So it's taken them a lot longer than me. Mm -hmm. I'm in the shower there and sea legs like a big dog. Mm -hmm. Land felt like it was moving like crazy. <laughs> it's like just getting to the bathhouse was like step by step. Yeah. We were all like holding each other. Uh, Everybody's get, uh, looking at you like, what's wrong with those weirdos? <laughs> <laughs> Can't even walk straight. Freaking drunk. It's eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we get over there and I, I remember being in the shower and just letting all that run off. Yeah. All that crusted on salt and everything, these clothes, I mean, everything was just crazy. Mm -hmm. So getting that done, <laughs> just stand there for a second, closing my eyes and, and, and then feeling a, a hard hit on my head from where, whap. <laughs> okay, don't close eyes while you have sea legs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hard shower. Uh, so I finished waiting on the girls, went out, sat on a curb, and then just bawled for until they got out, until I heard them coming out, and I kind of cleaned myself up. But just the uh, the adrenaline dump, mm -hmm. the emotional dump, um, and you know that yeah. from other adrenaline things. You're just you're shaking. Yeah. You know, and, and keeping it up so high, so long. It's just I'm shaking, I'm crying, and I got sea legs, I can't walk. I'm sure I look like an absolute mess. <laughs> mm. Nobody came over and, like, tossed you a five and, like, hey, go get yourself some breakfast, <laughs> right. you sad sack. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, I mean, I couldn't imagine that, that many hours straight, even if it was something fun something you were trying to do mm -hmm. the the adrenaline dump alone would be um just massive and kind of ridiculous to handle but then right like you're saying that emotional component of i don't like i'm i'm not dying today right and then the next day i'm not dying today either and then the next day mm -hmm. you know it's yeah that's a long time to have because you don't I mean, most people don't know how to process and deal with their emotions on a normally normal day-to-day -day basis. Right. But you didn't yeah. have time to process or deal with any of your emotions yeah. for that entire incident. Just putting them on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. And then to finally be where you're actually needed to be, safe, everybody's fine. Yeah. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said... Okay, girls aren't around, and let's just get rid of this. <laughs> yep. And it's not, it's, it's I doubt it was purge. a conscious decision in the moment. Right. You're just, you're just sitting there, and then it's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, 23 years, and I'm fighting it back now. Mm -hmm. it, it's crazy, because there's still an emotional response to it. Yeah. Um, 
it just it's it surprises me every time I I talk about it how much it still gets you yeah yeah you know, we after that we kind of gained ourselves we went uh, from the showers I'm sure the Coast Guard appreciated it we went straight to the Coast Guard station after that because we'd still didn't know anything about uh, um, our friends that were on their boat yeah because the last thing we heard you know again on the radio was hey we broke another stay and then it, it was dead and that was like what a day or two prior mm -hmm. to you actually getting back yeah yeah that was within the first 24 36 hours I don't remember yeah um, so we went to the Coast Guard station, took our chart over there, laid it out with them and said, hey, this is what was going on. This was our wind direction heading. This was our last location. Um, uh, Gina had plotted their location, the last one that we had, um, currents, all that kind of stuff so they could do their math. Yeah. I was still not in a place to do math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Told them where we were headed, all that kind of stuff that... You know, maybe if the storm blew out, they would still try to head there. Uh, they sent out planes, ships, everything, and, and couldn't find them. Mm. Um, and, uh, well, just to wrap that up, um, the Coast Guard searched for them. We checked on them, checked in with them a couple times a day. Um, and like I said, nothing came of it. And then, uh, was it like six, five, six days later, um, we get a, a message. I don't remember how it came through, but we got a message that um, they had sent out an SOS. Um, they were both hallucinating. Steve had passed out multiple times just from exhaustion. Mm -hmm. They were in it longer than we were. And uh, they ended up sending out an SOS and a Russian tanker going from Veracruz, Mexico to the UK, uh, picked up their SOS as they were coming through and uh, picked it up, found them, circled, and they were in a super tanker. Yeah. So the top of Stephen Michael's mast was about deck level of the boat. Jeez. So massive difference. <clears throat> but the super tanker, so they circled them um, like three or four times, just trying to get a somewhat calm area. Mm -hmm. um, came up next to them, tossed them a line, <laughs> a line mm -hmm. off the super yeah. tanker. <laughs> it was, like I don't know eight, how big it was. Eight intro. It was big. <laughs> Yeah, talking to Steve at later, he's like, you know, I get this line on this on my, you know, the bow of my boat, and I'm like, I don't have a cleat or anything to yeah. tie this off to. <laughs> you guys got anything normal sized? No, yeah. so they get it tied off somehow. Get a rope ladder down, and um, two of the um, Russians on board had new video cameras, so they filmed it from two angles and. The super tanker and their sailboat, they're just doing this and going through the waves and all they can take is their passports and yeah. whatever. And um, 
the both of them make it up the the rope ladder and onto the ship but then the ship can't tow their boat um it it just doesn't work with their wake and stuff they would have just um it would have been gone yeah. anyway uh so they had to cut it away and that was their retirement that was their dream mm. everything was into that boat they'd spent a couple years outfitting it um again at our marina it was it was just a huge huge loss yeah um and to see that in their face on video uh when they had to cut it away that's just when when somebody loses their loses their dream yeah you know, that's just you kind of become empty yeah until you get a new one yeah you know or or continue it somehow but when that's when everything is in you know there's your dream in a physical uh object and that's the representation of your dream um to see that die is a hard thing especially when you just started to do it yeah yeah they'd lived on a couple of years but that wasn't the dream to live yeah. in a marina in texas <laughs> yeah. it was to be in the caribbean to be in the bahamas to be ministering to people and um and it's like getting a brand new out. car and it getting wrecked on the first right <laughs> first time you step into it and yeah. you sit into it to drive right but so much more as right said, it's like you poured your entire life into this thing yeah it's everything you've ever wanted you're finally doing it yeah because it represents a lot more than just the object of course yeah it's not it's not the boat itself right you know the ship itself it's everything that was going with it yeah exactly and again not just what's packed in it but just everything you've poured into that yeah so it's you know they they ended up uh coming back weird thing like a month later their boat makes it to almost where we left from wow just drifts up there wasn't really anything left the mast was wrapped around and under Jeez. the boat there was nothing on deck you've you've got stanchions around the deck of a sailboat that carried two or three lifelines mm -hmm. there wasn't one stanchion left wow. um winches were knocked off big danforth anchor on the front was bent Jeez. sideways so i it don't just know it got mangled it got tore up the bulkheads inside bulkheads you have the hull of the boat mm -hmm. Um, and then the bulkheads go perpendicular to the hull. Mm -hmm. The bulkheads are attached to the hull. Yeah. That's what stiffens the boat. They were separated from the hull so much I could stick my head through them. Wow. I mean, it was like separation, not like, oh, yeah, I see a little light. Yeah. No, I can wow. dang near crawl through that separation. The boat was tore up. Yeah. Uh, but it was floating and it floated right back up and we took him down um you know a couple months after the storm six weeks whatever it was we drove him down there and helped him get because the law of the sea somebody had saw it when it was getting close went out to it hooked it up realized there was nobody on board hooked it up and towed it in yeah now that's their boat 
but they were kind enough to get the registration numbers off of it and, and call um, Steve and say, hey, if you know, here's what happened. Yeah. But if y'all want to come get your stuff off of it, it honestly, it wasn't worth salvaging. Um, but they were able to go and kind of get some things off and yeah. say their goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was hard, hard trip. So we get our showers, walking around like a drunk family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to the Coast Guard, doing all that, and uh, and then we go to the marina. Our boat's taking a lot of damage, so I'm working with our insurance company and boat yard across the bay and just trying to take care of these things. Um, we're calling our parents, saying, hey, yeah. I know you were expecting a call right about now from <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> we're in... Uh, we're close to Mexico, but yeah. not the area that we were going. Yeah. Uh, so we're letting everybody know um, the, the um, news sources get a hold of it. So I did a couple um, radio interviews with uh, news people that were calling in. Um, and again, this was all before Steve and Michael were even found. Yeah. Um, and uh, so just kind of going through, this is still that day. Yeah. So we've had two hours of sleep and now we're doing all these things, which every one of these phone calls, you know, we're, um, I'm just bawling through yeah. every one of these. Um, so it's just a crazy emotional day. Yeah. And we end up, I forget how somehow uh, the the marina hooked us up with a hotel at the other end of of the island, um, gave us a deal, whatever you know, so we could a survivors deal. Yeah, because <laughs> the boat was about the floor of the of our of hope was probably eighteen inches of clothes, fruit, stuff, everything that flew yeah. off everywhere. Yes. Thankfully not vomit because of Dramamine. <laughs> Shout out to Dramamine. You guys are awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, so we, there's a trolley that goes up and down uh, the island. So, and then it's free, so, which is all we could afford back then. <laughs> um, so we kind of get through with this day. We've, you know, all this. Uh, we get on the trolley. It's, uh, I think it's, I forget now, four miles or something to the other end, Bahia Mar, we get in this hotel room. Um, and, uh, you know, we're sleeping through the night about falling off the beds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anytime you move, it's like everything's swimming. And then you, you wake up a lot of times and you think you're still in the storm and you're not in your hotel. Where am I? Okay, my family's here. I haven't been abducted. It's, yeah. You know, you're just trying to put all this together. It's such an odd thing so it's just kind of a kind of a struggle but before we sleep we get to the hotel check-in they're like okay now we're we're finally kind of hungry yeah because stomach's all kind of jacked and everything um and this constant dizzy sea leg thing um so we're finally kind of hungry so we get on the trolley 
guy, you know, we're talking to him. He's like, yeah, there's a subway down here. And the girls are like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So we go down and uh, he, there's two roads on this island. One goes, and they're both two way, but yeah. he's like, I, I, I go down this road and, and then I'll turn around. I come back this road. It's 30 minutes or an hour later. I'll be over here. And he just does this loop all day. Mm-hmm. This is like, I don't get off for another couple hours, whatever. Um, so he tells us where he'll be. So we go a couple miles with him, get off, eat subway. Doesn't take 20, 30 minutes. And we're like, okay, let's walk across, you know, the two or three blocks to this other road. We walk over there, we're waiting on him. It's like, okay, been an hour. Not here, not here. Wait another half hour, not here. It's like, well, <laughs> now it's getting dark. <laughs> it's like, daggum, can I get a break? <laughs> At this point, of course, this is still that same day that we've arrived. So yeah. we're going on like two hours of sleep in the last 70, well, at that point, 84 hours or whatever. Of course, we're out of the storm, but it's like, uh, I'm still just wiped. Yeah. So we get over there. It's like the trolley guy never shows up. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what happened, but we're like, okay, let's walk back to the hotel. And it's like two or three miles. Or just like Which any, nor- any normal day wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah, no big deal at all. It's like I can barely walk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm exhausted. Yeah, every step is kind of an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> the girls, of course, they're exhausted too. So Gina's carrying one, I'm carrying the other. We're just like shoulders here. Hey, let's trade them. Maybe the other kid's lighter. <laughs> just like no, no. <laughs> So, okay, girls, you got to walk for a little while. And so we're just kind of, the four of us making our way. Um, It's a pretty tall hotel. So we get to where, oh, there it is. You know, it's still whatever, half a mile away. But it's like, all right, we're getting there. And at this point, sun's going down. And uh, (laughs) we're just kind of trudging through. And the whole thing's kind of getting funny. Yeah. And, And then we hear a we pass this alleyway and there's a freaking pack of dogs and there's all of them it it sounded who knows now 23 years later but it sounded like at least a dozen of them yeah and it just the barks were not like hey people let's go get pet yeah (laughs) it was like like, hey "Ah." dinner (laughs) exactly yeah so we're and they start doing their thing and running toward us and we're like, holy hell, what? Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to, we make it through the storm and we get killed and by a pack of dogs. We get eaten by a pack of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. All right, pack of dogs. Pack of dogs. Where we leave off? Pack of dogs. They're about to get their Subway dinner from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh. So, a funny reaction, total natural. I wasn't trying to do anything spiritual or, uh, you know, psychological to get in the minds of these dogs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so they start running after us. It's dark. It's on the island. We're a half mile from you know, some place where we can seek shelter. So we obviously the, we pick up the girls and, and we start trotting off kind of quick. 
and, and then we both just start cracking up. It's like, oh, it just turned funny. Yeah. It, it, there was a moment of fear, and then it was just hilarious. And we started cracking up, and when we ended cracking up, there's no dogs. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, and... They're like, what is wrong with these crazy people? <laughs> it's like, hmm. They're poisoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody told me just recently... I don't know. Was it you? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but it's talking about this part of it, and they're like, eh, probably because they, they, they sense fear. All animals will sense fear. They'll sense weakness. Mm-hmm. And there was absolutely no fear or weakness in it. I mean, we were tired. Yeah. But it was, like, it was a down, deep, spiritual level laughter yeah. that, you know, by the time we got through, they were gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Well, they must have just turned around or something. Yeah. Um, I know all of us didn't at the same time imagine it, uh, but it was just a, a funny thought, a yeah. funny way to end. It was like the freaking storm that would never end. Yeah. You know, like I said, at sea, it should blow over in 24 hours. It didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the, the five full days that Steve and Michael were in it, they said it was they recorded the same wind speed and wave height the entire time that's wild for five days and we were just in it for three just um you know so when you <laughs> it, it just wouldn't end that wouldn't end getting through the jetties wouldn't end should be a simple thing yeah getting stuck on the sandbar getting you know all through this day and now the pack of dogs it's like Holy fart. I'm just trying to get to a bed. <laughs> and it, it's like the hotel is moving farther from yeah. us. <laughs> like, can we just go to bed already? So we obviously finally get there and <laughs> struggle through the night to stay on the beds, but get a, a night's rest and, and then it's over. Yeah. But it's such a... I think such, it has been for the last 23 years such a, an example of going through a challenge. Yeah. And we didn't do everything right. Um, you know, in what challenge do we ever? None. Mm-hmm. Not everything right. You know, had I known my authority and known my identity... I think those were the two big things, and I didn't at that time. Um, we were just starting to hear that we even had authority or <laughs> who we were in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to do mission work. We'd been believers for a long time. We'd already been overseas separately, uh, Gina to Thailand, I mean, to Switzerland, and different things, and we'd done mission work. It's not like Christian life was new to us. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know the truth and revelation of who you are. Exactly. Wasn't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going through a challenge and you don't know who you are and you don't know that you have authority. Mm -hmm. Even at the smallest level, authority over my own emotions and thoughts and and well-being authority over my own peace mm-hmm. being able to maintain my own joy mm-hmm. you know if we can't be separated from the spirit of god 
It's in us. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. You and me, we're one. Mm-hmm. So we, we can't be separated from God. We're, we're, you can't separate one. Yep. <laughs> so understanding that, I think those two elements are the, the huge, the, I think those, that's the primary key for going through any challenge. How long do you think it would have been if you hadn't gone through that, had that moment of him telling you your, your course and direction? Hmm. How long do you think it would have been until you actually ever heard from him? <laughs> I don't know. And that's a, that's a good point. I mean, the, well, I mean, so, you know, you, everything goes perfect. Mm-hmm. You make it down there, you do your normal mission work and yep. any, any and every Christian should know that you, if you live an uneventful life with no struggle, mm-hmm. very few people who live an uneventful, struggleless life have deep through and through encounters with the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's struggle and hardship. A lot of times it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be, but, but I mean, it's many times you what get gets brought us. to the point like you were, you were brought to a point where there was nothing you mm-hmm. could do. Right. And in that moment, mm-hmm. he shows up and it's like, Oh, cool. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about this. And you know this mm-hmm. and you've accepted this. Yeah. Now check this out. Yeah. And then he shows up and he, and he points you in the right direction, mm-hmm. literally in this instance, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and then from that moment, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but mm-hmm. from that moment forward, you know, the growth that you've had. Yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. that would have occurred? I'm not sure it would have occurred eventually because anyone seeking right. truth is going right. to run into it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how many years... I just feel like if that wouldn't have happened and everything would have been perfect, mm-hmm. it'd have been a lot longer before you mm-hmm. ever had that moment right? that you can now look back to and be like, yeah, that was totally him. And yeah. now I hear him all the time Exactly. And I, and I know what it sounds like and what it feels like. It, and Yep. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Any kind of challenge that we, that we face, it's like taking an intensive course. Um, you know, the, my wife took a, intensive Spanish course in college on a summer. So she did, I think it was two years of Spanish in three months. Um, but it was an intensive, I mean, they were in there, I forget how many hours a day, every day, five days a week. Um, and then on their off time, they're watching Spanish soap operas and doing it. It's that intensive. Yeah. Immersion. Yeah. Total immersion. And you can get a lot. And I think that's what challenges are. You get a lot of insight mm-hmm. in a short amount of time, and it's painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get it where it would have taken a couple of years. Now you get it in one challenge, yeah, one struggle. Yeah, and I, I think the like we were talking about with the identity and authority. I think any challenge that that we're faced with. If we can come into that challenge, one with an eternal mindset, mm-hmm. um, like we were talking about at the very beginning, if we have that eternal mindset, then we're taking it as, okay, this is going to get me farther. Mm-hmm. 
no matter what happens here, this is going to get me farther. Um, and, and kind of trying to see beyond it. Because a challenge, like I said, it, it brings us in close mm-hmm. where that challenge becomes everything that we can see. The closer you get something, it obscures more of your view. Yep. You get it out there, now I can still see everything else. So trying to maintain that. But if we'll maintain or keep telling ourselves as many times as it takes going through the five W's, who am I? Mm-hmm. I'm a child of God. You, you can put a lot of things in the who. Mm-hmm. Remember who you are. Um, what am I? I am limitless love. I am peace. I am joy. I am kind, especially with relational problems. <laughs> I am gentle. I, you know, yeah. all of that that is in us, all the fruit of the spirit and all of that, that's the, the what I am. Mm-hmm. When am I? Mm. I'm now. There's no reason to get stuck in the past or stuck in the future, but I'm now. I'm right now. The eternal now, timeless. Right now is all that matters. Um, When am I? I'm right here. Mm -hmm. Or what did I say? Where am I? Yeah. I'm right here Um, dealing with this moment. I don't need to project because a lot of times in a struggle, it's a challenge, you know, primarily because we're projecting forward into the future. Mm-hmm. Stay present. Stay in that moment. Stay in the, the right now. Um, that's when, that's where I am. Uh, why? What we were just talking about. This is an intensive course. Mm-hmm. My, my mission whatever it it hasn't changed yeah i'm here to love i'm here to complete my mission whatever that may be um but that's the why I, it, primarily it's to love I find, if, mm-hmm. I find it interesting you never find out the why until after and usually mm-hmm. it could be quite a bit of time after yeah you know, a lot of people, if they're going through a hard time, it's like, oh, why am I going through this? Da, da, da. Just, just, just shelve that. Shelve that for a yep. little bit because mm-hmm. weeks, months, if not years later, you're going to think, you're, you're going to have that epiphany. You're going to have that moment. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what I learned. That's mm-hmm. how I grew. That's why, yeah. not he did this to me. Right. But it happened. Mm-hmm. And as long as you come out of it with something. Mm-hmm that something's going to be worked for good that you can use later in, in right. life. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of people get off on the wrong, wrong path with, you know, God, he did this, he does these yeah. bad things so that you can learn, you know, so <laughs> you can grow. And, and I'm like, mm, no, he just works everything to good. Yeah. The, the world, thanks to our, our being human stupidity and choices <laughs> is the way it is. Yeah. And there is a natural cause and effect that he built into the universe. Mm-hmm. And we are dealing with the effect, the consequences of action. Exactly. But through said consequence of action, if we're focused on him and our mind stayed on him, he can work everything to good. Why? Because exactly. he's good. Yeah. He can't do anything else. 
He doesn't have to create challenges. No. In the world, you will have trouble. <laughs> That's a promise. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have challenges because I'm going to put other people there. And yeah. that's what creates a lot of our challenge. But just in weather and other things, there's there's yeah. challenge. It's financial challenge, health challenge. Well, it's like I told you about my... Every flavor. You know, my truck starts overheating out of nowhere. And we're like, what the heck? We have to pull over. A, a friend and neighbor's coming to pick us up. And, and then my wife notices paw prints under the hood from a chipmunk. And that little mm -hmm. dirt bag chewed through my serpentine belt. And, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's, I don't think that was uh, original intent of the design right. of chipmunks to right. chew up your freaking vehicles. Like it, it happens, you know. And, and you deal with it when it happens. Well, and in that moment of, I mean, so many other, not so many, but enough other things that were going on in that time mm. where it's just like, are you kidding me right now? Right. You know, and we had yeah. just done the brakes on the vehicle as a preemptive, you know, like we need mm -hmm. to do these things and maintenance. We're feeling good about ourselves, mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, and then this happens and it's like, you get that, are you freaking kidding me? Another yeah. thing, Yep. do I, you know, what, you know, and then again, to laugh about it, you know, stupid chipmunk climbing yeah. up in there and mm -hmm. for whatever reason, chewing up my belt. And yep. uh, then the relief of, what could have been if it was electrical, thousands yeah. of dollars. I'm just like, might as well roll it down the hill and claim it on insurance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. I don't know how it fell off the hill. Yeah. To then turning into, oh, it's a $30 fix. Yeah. And I can do it myself. Yeah. yeah. But. It's it, a pack. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. It's a pack of dogs. Yeah. It's like, with that eternal mindset, it's like, man. Okay, so some chipmunks came in. And, and chewed up stuff. Yeah. Instead of projecting the absolute worst of, you know, it could have been a dark, snowy night and a blizzard, and I have yeah. got the whole family in and we freeze to death because, yeah. you know, it's like, we don't need to go there. <laughs> stay in the moment, stay present, and just, I go, like, oh, yeah, it's a pack of dogs again. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm eternal. What does any of this really matter yeah and and it's not to not have emotions i mean we have loss and things like that but we don't have to be i think too often we're afraid of those things mm -hmm. i'm afraid of loss to for a close loved one yeah i'm afraid of loss but why really i mean okay it's sadness what happened to them they're with the father it's good for them. Yeah. So all it really is, is my loss. Yeah. And that's legitimate. Yeah. And my sadness is deep, but I don't have to be afraid of that sadness. Yeah. It's an emotion. It's fine. Yeah. Experience it. it. Just <laughs> live it out. Walk it out. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not going to kill you, but okay, maybe it will. Then, well, then you're, you're with the father. Father. <laughs> who, who cares? You know, <laughs> like people will care, but. I'm it's, saying it's we one don't those, have to be afraid of emotions. Yeah, it's one of those hard conversations that makes you sound like a sociopath. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. it's like, yes, it hurts. Yes, I understand it. And eventually I'm going to go through some, you know, have to go through a loss like that where I'm going to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, staying in your sadness is selfishness. Because mm -hmm. they're, like you said, they're not experiencing sadness. They're experiencing right. perfect joy. Yeah. And nobody wants their loved ones to stay in sadness. Right. 
So yeah. they don't even want you to mourn them that badly. Right. It's like mourn them. Mourn them. Yeah. Be sad. Yeah. Be sad that you lost a loved one who you won't get to mm-hmm. see again. Yeah. Well, in this state. Mm-hmm. And then move into the joy of knowing who they are and where they are and yeah. what they're experiencing. Yeah. You know, and it's obviously easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But if you have your eternal mindset, over, you know, over than your momentary mindset. Yeah. That really helps to bring you into truth and then happiness mm-hmm. because now you're like, oh yeah, they're having the greatest time of their existence yeah. right now. Yeah. And that's a good thing, mm-hmm. especially if it's somebody that was suffering in any way. Right. You know, right. that's like yeah. one of my, one of my dogs that was featured in one of the videos when she walked mm-hmm. in front of the camera, our boxer, we knew she it was getting close to her time. Uh, she had had her leg amputated years ago. And for a boxer, she had the last four or five years on three legs. Mm. She was 11, so she was old for a boxer anyways. But she randomly got this wound on her nub, as we called it, where her leg had been amputated. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of started to bleed. And we knew it was getting time that we we're probably gonna have to put her down. So we were planning on having a really great day, feeding her steak, and then having the vet come out and do it on the deck where mm-hmm. she liked to lay in the sun. She hated going to the vet after they took her leg. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> Who <knew? laughs> Can't imagine that. But, and just in, in a matter of like, I don't know, 24 hours, she went from a little wound that was kind of bleeding that she was licking a lot. So we put a bandage and a sock around, like I made like a little sock sling, mm-hmm. you know, to keep her from licking it to just before bed, man, it was just bleeding. Wow. And we're like, oh crap. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take her to the vet in the morning. And <laughs> my dad was flying in that next morning to help start this treehouse. Literally, she bled all night long mm. through her bed, puddled under the bed in the kennel. Wow. Was still alive the next morning. Wow. And then we had to take her to the vet and have her, you know, put down. Mm-hmm. But it was just like that suffering is what we were trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. And that's what was frustrating. It's like, dang it, you know, we didn't want to be selfish and keep her as long as possible. Right. And have her go through something like that. And then this is just a dog. Yeah. And I yeah. don't care how, you know, I love dogs. Dogs are great. Oh, yeah. But they're just dogs. Right. <laughs> but, but it's still, another life that we take care of. Yeah. And, and so it was just like, dang it, man. Like, this is what we were trying to avoid. Yeah. And then it happened. And so, it's you know, don't get stuck in. And it's, again, different between dogs and humans and the loss sure. of a human. Yeah. But the same parallel of, you know, I've seen people put thousands of dollars into their, to, to keep their dog alive just so that they don't have to experience the pain. Yeah. While the dog suffers. Right. For a year on in meds or whatever, mm-hmm. not living a good dog life. Right. Just so that the owner can avoid feeling bad. Avoid. Yeah. You know, and yeah. for us, That's we're big. just trying to avoid her suffering. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it sucks putting your dog down. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I used to always joke about it. You know, I'll just take it, take you out back and shoot you if you don't knock it off. And then, you know, when the, you actually get to that point, you realize, oh, this is, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? this is, and then, you know, we... I'm not really going to do that. No, now. I it's mean, like, you know, <sighs> bawling while we buried her, you yeah, know. Yeah. And the vet was super, oh, are you, are you sure you don't want her cremated? It's like, well, no, I have land. I'm going to bury her on mm-hmm. my land. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to give you another $200 to... Mm-hmm. Give me a card and a paw print and concrete, right. which is a cool thing. That yeah, it, yeah, I, it I get it. It's neat. 
Yeah. But we built her a little memorial and depends on where you are. In a yeah. condo, it's a little hard to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh Yeah. You know, said all that to say more often than not, it's our own selfishness that keeps us in heartache because we we're thinking of ourselves in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of thinking of the other yeah. person and where they are now. Yeah. Having that eternal mindset. Right. You know. Yeah. And trying to again avoid that emotion mm -hmm. instead of just and having it. Yeah, I mean, I know in a lot of the circles that I've been in, emotions are are looked down on and something to be avoided, and all of that. Um, so that's kind of a recent thing for me. The last couple of years of oh, it's okay. It's it's going to be it's going to be painful. Yeah. But that's all right, you know. And it was weird. Um, when I was going through a, a very hard time just a couple years ago, um, and I started looking, I needed peace mm -hmm. really bad. And what came to mind was there's some people out there that do meditation and that looks really peaceful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need that. So I started seeking that out, found Thich Nhat Hanh and a Buddhist monk. And, you know, he's written things like we've talked about before, living Christ, living Buddha and stuff like that. And he yeah. recognizes Jesus um, in, in a big way. Anyway, so he was there when I was looking for peace. Yeah. When I was looking for a practical, how do I do this? Yeah. I get it from scripture, meditating on the word and, and whatnot, but they had the practice down. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was seeking. Anyway, all that to say this last January, he passed away. And there were like three or four times that day, I'd just have to leave and go to the bathroom and ball. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of it, I'm thinking, what the heck? I don't even know this dude. <laughs> He's like 97 year old Buddhist monk. Yeah. But during that time, I read like seven or eight of his books and it brought peace. Yeah. And he taught me how to meditate. <laughs> it was like, so he, our, he taught you a practical exercise that brought you into a deeper relationship with the father. Exactly. Even though he yeah. had nothing. Well, I wouldn't say nothing. Right. To do, <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. Again, it's, don't be afraid of the emotions. Mm -hmm. Just walk through them. Especially loss, grief. We're really afraid of that one, I think, mm -hmm. as a society. And other societies, I think, have done it better. But we've got they so They celebrate many. it more. Yeah. In our society, we do this sad funeral. Like you said, all about us. Yeah, it's yeah. a sad funeral where people, if depending on you know the funeral, talk about how... They miss this person and it's just mm -hmm. like this sad thing. Right. In most cultures, it's a celebration because they have a better, under, not a better understanding, but a better belief of where that person's going. Yeah. So they're celebrating the release of that spirit mm -hmm. into whatever they believe is the next life. Right. Whereas we, again, are more self-centered and mm -hmm. we're American, so that <laughs> just goes without saying. But Modern Western society. You know, and, and we've turned it into not only a market. Where, you know, mm -hmm. you have funeral homes where they're selling you $4,000 boxes that you're going to put your loved one in the ground to rot in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not trying to offend anyone. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You yeah. know, 
cremate me if it's cheaper or mm -hmm. <laughs> you know put a rock out somewhere where you can come visit me if that's yeah. your thing like i always yeah. told my wife if my boys want me in a spot to visit me mm -hmm. where i won't be because i that's just my my body just bag flesh. that's yeah, yeah it's in body the dirt bag. now <laughs> my meat suit that i shed <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. Talk to the military, have them do a military burial, put yeah. me in a plot somewhere nearby if, if that's what mm -hmm. they want. Mm -hmm. Right. If nobody, I'm not going to care. Yeah, at I'm that dead. Point. Yeah. <laughs> well, my body's, you know, they shed the my body's meat dead. Suit. Yeah. I, I'm somewhere completely yeah. different. You know, if that's what the family wants to do, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, cremate me, you know, and uh, spread me somewhere cool. Yeah, because I yeah. ain't I ain't there no more anyways. Yeah. Like, make sure it's downwind. Don't I mean, get me in your face. This. For real though, think <laughs> about how this is. Here's an eternal mindset on this. <laughs> it's like you taking your clothes off, and and leaving the house, and then everybody mourning over your clothes, mm. and then and <laughs> then picture. and then wanting to do something special with them. Yeah, put them behind a glass case. And... Yeah. This is what he used to wear. Yeah. Like that's. You know, they're going, man, that's weird. Yeah. You guys are weird. Or even, you know, putting a, a tomb with you in it, your clothes in it, and then coming and visiting your clothes and talking to your clothes. Like that's in the eternal mindset. That's what we do as people. Yeah. At least in Western. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It is odd. But it's because it's. Cause it's focused on the person who yeah. has the loss yeah. not the person that has right. been lost if you will yeah and just go th you know want to encourage everybody just remember the five w's mm -hmm. remember who you are what you are when you are where you are and why you are yeah when you're going through a challenge and don't be afraid of the emotion just live it walk through the grief the loss the whatever negative emotion it is it's fine it's yeah you keep that eternal mindset of what we truly are yeah and and be present with it yeah well so hopefully that encourages some people if nothing else it's a great story yeah it's good times <laughs> and here i am in a landlocked state in the yeah. mountains and i love it <laughs> i like that though turning this the five w's inward might have to get that like tattooed on my arm so i can remember it <laughs> yeah sometimes we need it yeah a little quick reminder card i can just whip out <laughs> with the yeah. answers well is it somebody who said that uh uh i'll think about it once the camera stops but mm -hmm. um tattoo eternity on my eyes mm. that would hurt it would hurt, <laughs> yes. And I don't think I could read it. <laughs> no, it's like, man, I should have put that reverse. So I could read it. <laughs> uh, but always having that eternal mindset helps. That, just that one simple thing helps Yeah. a ton. Don't get so caught up in the present because as far as in, in your problem. Yeah. Because then, man, if it's right here, I can't see anything. Yep. Eternal perspective. Eternal perspective. Perspective. Yep, yep. All right. Sweet.